you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Exodus chapter 15, verse 27, and they came to Elam, where were twelve wells of water and threescore and ten palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters, verse 1 of chapter 16, and they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of sin which is between Elam and Sinai on the fifth day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. By the help of the Lord today, I'm going to preach a message titled The Valley of Thorns. The Valley of Thorns. Let's pray together. Father, we need you today. Speak to our hearts in a way that only you can. Lord, I pray your spirit strengthen us and speak to us and minister to us. God, I'm praying that, Lord, your power and your anointing rest upon this congregation this morning and upon the preached word of God. Lord, do what only you can. Minister to us, we pray in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. God bless you. Turn and smile at your neighbor. You may be seated. On their journey to the promised land, the children of Israel came to a place called Elam. They left the bondage of Egypt and on their way, it was Elam that was one of the areas that they came to that they set up camp. And journeying stopped for a bit. They they came to Elam after leaving the bitter waters of Marah. There in Mara is where God provided and miraculously turned the bitter water sweet. But God allowed them to go on to Elam. And it was at Elam where there were 12 wells of water, the scripture said. There was enough water for everybody. The children of Israel enjoyed great refreshing in Elam. It was a place of bountiful blessing. There were 12 wells of water. And also in Elam, the scripture says there were threescore and ten palm trees, or there were 70 palm trees there. Elam was a place of 
victory and triumph. Elam was a place of leisure, relaxation, and ease. It was a place that would be desired, which is why, of course, they set up camp there. They encamped there and they enjoyed the blessings of that location for quite a while. But then God came along in the middle of their place of ease because they were not yet to the promised land. They were out of the land of bondage in Egypt and they're in the wilderness but they had not yet arrived at the promised land but they found a place in the wilderness. The wilderness was never designed for the people of God. It was a place for them to journey through. But they found a place with 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. And they encamped there and they spent a great season of time there. Then from Elam, the Lord tells them that they are to leave this place of comfort and they are to go on toward the promised land. When they left Elam to head to the promised land, the whole purpose of headed toward the promised land, it was going to lead them to a place called Sinai. How many of you have heard that term? Sinai is the place where God spoke to the people, to his people. God tells them now to leave Elam and head towards Sinai. And when they began the journey, the scripture says that the people murmured against Moses and Aaron. The Bible said they murmured against them in the wilderness of sin. Say that with me, the wilderness of sin. Now let me make this a little more clear for you because it's not on the surface what it appears to be. Uh, it's not in depth what it appears to be on the, surf, on the surface. Those whom God had delivered from the taskmasters of Egypt now are murmuring in the wilderness because the people that God had, had, was speaking to had told them they had to leave a place with 12 wells and 70 palm trees, a place of comfort. And they had to journey. There was going to be a journey in order for them to get to Sinai. Stay with me for a moment now. Those who God saved by the blood on the doorpost who God had ordered their release, whom God had opened a Red Sea, whom God had provided for, now are murmuring in the wilderness between the land of bondage and between the land of promise. For those, those whom God had provided greatly, now are murmuring their mantra would to God that
that we would have stayed. Wow. Wish I would have never left the taskmasters of Egypt. They would have rather stayed, the scripture said, by the flesh pots in Egypt and eat until their bellies are full and then go back to the hard labor of Egypt than leave their familiar surroundings in Elam and trust God on their way to the promised land. So they murmured. They directed their murmuring toward Moses and Aaron. But Moses said in actuality they were not murmuring against man, but rather they were murmuring against God himself. They found themselves in the wilderness of sin between Elam and Sinai. Are you with me today? Elam is a place of leisure, a place of rest, a place of enjoyment, 12 wells, a place of plenty, a, a place of palm trees, a place of provision. Nobody's lacking water. Where they came from in Mara, the water was killing the people. They would drink the water and they would die. The water was too bitter. The word, you, the, the, the word used there is bitter. It was bitter water. They could not drink it. It was death water. If they drank the water, they would die. So God showed Moses a tree, a particular tree. And he says, cut down the tree and cast it into the water. And the bitter water became sweet or the poisonous water become drinkable because the tree was put into the water. Miraculously, the bitter water becomes sweet so that the people could survive. But now in Elam, there is not just one source of water, but now there are 12 wells of water. They could be at ease and not worry about what they were going to drink, what their children were going to drink. And they had more wells than they had need. Yet, they are still in the wilderness. Are you with me? And not only was there abundance of water, but there were 70 palm trees. And the palm trees brought shade and the heat gave shelter in the rain. I could preach for a little while today about the tree that God shows Moses. That tree, when cast into the water, turns bitter water sweet. That's a perfect type and shadow of the cross. The cross would turn your bitter life sweet. But now from Mara. The children of Israel are camped in Elam. Elam's a place of tranquility and rest, but God would not leave them at their point of comfort and rest. God gave them a season of comfort and rest, but he says, this is not the promised land. I have to get you to where I stop talking to Moses and Aaron and they talk to you, but I need to get you to Sinai where I can speak directly to my people. Are you with me today? 
So God chose to move them from Elam on their journey toward the promised land. I want to tell you today that not everywhere you go on this journey is going to be a Mara location. The water will not always be bitter in your life. It won't always take a miracle for God to sustain you. That was never His promise. I feel like speaking a word to somebody today and tell you in the promised land, God will cause the land to sustain you. You won't always be in want. You won't always be wondering how you're going to pay your bills. You won't always be wondering how you're going to get through the next day. You won't always be worried about your sustenance for tomorrow. There is going to be a season where God is going to take you away from Mara where it takes provision from God for you to survive to a land of plenty, to a land of promise, to a land that flows with milk and honey. That's his plan. You will always be in Mara. God will send you by way of places such as Elam where there'll be water and palm trees, where there'll be rest and Security and safety. There were 12 wells of water. Somebody had to dig those wells. That meant there had been travelers that had come through there. It was a common place. It was a place where people would go to. In It was not some out-of-the-way location. It was, it was a location to be desired. God will provide nourishment. God will provide shelter. But the time will come in every life when God will also speak direction. Sometimes this direction will not be what we wanted to receive. Sometimes the direction from God will not always be easy to accept. You're leaving Elam and you're going towards Sinai. And between Elam and Sinai, there is a wilderness that is called sin. The problem is, even though they had experienced numerous miracles, the people of God would rather rest in the security and the safety and a place of complacency and drink from waters that they did not dig, then have to deal with the journey to get to the promised land. Could it be that the things that are happening in our world is calling the church and designed to call the church to be more and to do more and to become more than we have ever been, than we have ever done and to call us from a point and a place of plenty of nice buildings, of nice homes, of nice cars, of padded chairs and air-conditioned buildings to say, yo, you've got to get up and go out and reach them. I don't know. Not everyone is going to be joyful about the call of God. The will of God will cause some people 
particularly those who murmur against the direction of God. It will cause them to fall away. Be careful when you resist the direction of God or you may find yourself in a world of hurt. Now I pick up back in my text. The children of Israel found themselves camping in the wilderness of sin. It was between Elam and Sinai. The word sin here does not mean sin in the, in the term in which we would use it. It was a location called sin. The interesting point about the wilderness of sin, the word sin properly translates thorns. So it was the wilderness of thorns. And the wilderness was really a huge valley area. It was a low-lying area with very thick thorns. God calls them to leave Sinai, calls them to leave Elam, to travel to Sinai, but they have to go through the valley, the wilderness of thorns. They were literally going to be trudging through thorns. Sound fun, anybody? Anybody want to volunteer? It doesn't sound like a place that I would want to be. It doesn't sound like a journey that I would want to take. But I came today to remind some people in this house that the way to His glory will often take you through some situations that you never really wanted to have to go through. It won't always be wells and palm trees in order to get to the place of God's glory on Mount Sinai. It may mean that you have to go through the valley of thorns in order to get to where God is wanting to take you to. You say, oh God, I want to use you. He says, okay, there's going to be a training ground and it's going to be a valley that I'm going to call the valley of thorns that you're going to have to go through. It's going to be painful. It's going to be hurtful. It's going to be bloody. It may leave scars in your life, but you've got to be willing to get up from where you are in the land of ease to travel through the thorns to get to the place where God's glory is going to meet with the people of God on Mount Sinai. It's the thorns that provoke us to not stay in the valley of sin. If it wasn't for the thorns, you might decide to build a house or to set up camp. But when they left Elam, the Lord said, I'm going to make the way thorny all the way to Sinai because I never want you to get comfortable. When I pulled you out of the comfort of Elam, I want you to be pricked and poked and prodded and pushed toward the land of promise. I don't know if my preaching is poking and prodding and pushing but I want to tell some folks God is wanting you to say I got to get back to prayer I got to get back to fasting I got to get back to dedication I, I wish the preacher would quit preaching about praying it's just a poke it's just a thorn saying I'm trying to get you to the glory 
Maybe the thorns in your life are ordained of the Lord. Maybe the thorns in your life are ordered of the Lord. You're asking God for deliverance. Oh, God, get me out of this. And he's saying, I'm trying, but there's only one way out of here. You're going to have to travel to Sinai. Don't get too comfortable where you are. I feel like that some of the things that are happening in the world and in our lives is God calling us to a point just to say you've been too comfortable too long. I've got to push you to the next place. I've got to take you to the next plateau. Oh, I know CLC, we got in a building. Things seem to be comfortable. But I want to tell you, God is saying this was not the end. This is not where I was bringing the church to. This is not Sinai. This is just a building. I'm trying to take you to a place personally and spiritually that you have never been before. I'm trying to take you to a place where God can talk to you and you can talk to God. He's trying to provoke you to go on. God doesn't want you staying too long where you are so he'll make you uncomfortable by sending us through the valley of thorns. But the problem with uncomfortable people is that uncomfortable people have a tendency to murmur. Mm. We find someone who will listen to our murmuring and will talk about the discomfort of the valley instead of talking about the direction of God. I'm not sure that everybody got it, so I'm going to say it again so you get it. Sometimes we get caught up murmuring about the thorns in the valley instead of praising God for saying, I'm taking you to the next place. And in order for you to get to Sinai from Elam, there's only one way to get there, and it's through the valley of thorns. If you're going to get there, you got to go through some things. If you're going to get to the glory of God, you got to get through it. you got to go through it. But we murmur about what we're going through instead of praising for the direction that God is speaking into our life. I come this morning trying to tell somebody God is ordering your steps. God is directing your path. God is sending you through the valley of thorns. Not so you will always live there because there is a Sinai that is in sight and if you'll just stay the course God will see you through and you will find the glory. What they did not know was that the glory of God was awaiting them in Sinai. Here is the problem with God's people. The problem with God's people is too often we look at the here and now instead of trusting the voice of God. God says leave Elam for Sinai and we think God must be taking me down because I'm going through the thorn. I'm going through the valley of thorns, so therefore the Lord must really be punishing me. He must really be, be, be against me. He must really be trying to end me. But the truth is, is that it is order to the Lord. The Lord said, because of your murmuring, I will rain bread from heaven down for you where all you have to do is go out and pick it up. 
And every morning fresh manna came and all they had to do was get up, throw the tent flaps back and go and pick up the manna and eat it. It's always good to reflect on where we have been, but we, never, we must never get caught up in the idea of saying, I wish we could go back. Because going back is never an option. Everything You can go to the tabernacle and you can follow the scripture all the way through and you're going to see God never turned people to go back to where they were and to stay there. If they went back somewhere, it was because God was taking them back for a reminder or for repentance. But God was always, always had a plan to take them to a new location that is greater than where they are. But still they murmured. So God said to keep you from desiring Egypt so bad, I'm going to feed you every morning. Still they murmured. They murmured because they wanted to go back to the way things used to be. I, I know that there are wells and palm trees there. But we must push through the valley of thorns because I believe we're on our way to Sinai. I've had two or three friends and ministers that have contacted me over the last few days and the last few weeks and have said, Brother Jordan, I want to share something with you that I felt the Lord speak to me. And all of these men all said the exact same thing because the Lord has to talk to me two or three times for me to really believe it's the Lord. And it came from two or three different sources and people telling me, this is what the Lord told me to say to you. And so they called me to tell me what you and your family are going through right now and what your wife is going through right now. The Lord is allowing it because he's taking you to a new place that you've never been before. And through this valley, I want you to listen to the voice of God. I want you to hear the voice of God. Don't murmur. Don't complain. Don't get caught up in the thorns of where you are. But start looking on the other side because there is a glory glory on the other side of the valley and it is a place where God's going to speak some things to you in the valley that's going to take you to the mountain but without the valley you're never going to get to the mountain and I went back to this story in the scripture and I come to this church because I understand that it's not just my wife and my family that's going through it because the whole church is going through this together but I come today to tell you that this is just an enemy that is wanting to come to cause distractions and to tear down what the Lord is doing but I come to tell you that there is glory on the other side of the thorns it's just a poke and, a, and it's just a little nudge that God is saying you gotta go through it to get to where I'm going to I don't understand it because I'm in the valley of thorns but I know we've heard the voice of God and I know there's a Sinai waiting I haven't heard what he's going to speak on Sinai, but I know there's a voice waiting to speak to his people. The glory of God is waiting us in Sinai. We can't stop short of Sinai. We can't get bitter in the valley of thorns. Elam was a place of comfort. 
But Sinai was a place where God speaks to man. Sinai was where God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. It was on Sinai where God spoke with lightning and thunderings. In bondage, God gave them strength. In Elam, God gave them water. In the valley, God gave them sustenance. But on Sinai, God gave them his word. (laughs) And at the time of their departure from Egypt, there were miracles too numerous to count. There were miracles everywhere they turned. There was water that was turned to blood. It was all the plagues. There was the miraculous delivery. He made a way through the Red Sea and he killed the Egyptians in the aftermath. They had come through Mara where they were putting a tree in the water. He moved them to Elam where they found refreshing. And there's dozens and dozens of details that I'm leaving out through here. But between Elam and Sinai, They had to visit the valley of thorns. Your valley of thorns may just be designed by God to urge you to keep going on. We may be in the valley of Sinai, in the valley of thorns, but I have Sinai in sight. In the middle of the thorns, God has always provided for his people. I think I hear the voice of God as he has directed us. You've got to get your eyes on the glory. You've got to lift up your eyes unto the hills from whence cometh thy help because your help comes from the Lord. It would be easy for not only my family but for this church during this season of uncertainty and concern and thorns, of civil unrest and all sorts of chaos around us, it would become very easy for us to get discouraged, to lose faith, to lose hope, and to decide I can't keep going on. Let me ask you, what is your other option? You want to go back to the bondage of Egypt? You want to just, you you think you're just going to sit by the babbling wells of Elam? Or do you want to get to the place where God is speaking to his people? This tells me that regardless of how good they had it in Elam, The promise of God's voice to his people outweighed the comforts of complacency of sitting in Elam. And so the question came that I pose to you this morning, and that is, is there anybody willing to push through the thorns to get to the glory? There's just no reason 
to fear this journey because God has promised us that he will go with us. His word declares he would not leave us, he will not forsake us, but he will go with us. Here's what you've got to know today. No matter how much you feel poked by the thorns, no matter what's happening in your life, I promise you that just a few days and we're going to begin to hear the voice of him. That's going to be thundering from the Mount of Sinai. That's going to be speaking to his people. God never spoke to the children of Israel while they were in Elam. God's voice was silent. In Elam, God only spoke to Moses and Aaron in Elam. But when they pushed through the valley of thorns to get to Sinai, God's voice came forth with lightnings and thundering. The very finger of God wrote on tablets of stone to bring the commandments to his people. But what you and I have that they didn't have is he says, I'm no longer going to write on tablets of stone to my people, but now I'm going to write on the pages of their heart. No matter where you are in life and no matter what you're going through and no matter how thorny the situation may be that you're in right now, how uncomfortable it may be in your life, I want you to know that God is trying to get you to a place where he can write on your heart. Well, I haven't heard from God. It's because you've been in Elam. Well, I'm going through a lot. It's because you're in the valley. The next location, the next stop for this train is Sinai. It's where the voice of God is going to speak to his people. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. God's wanting to ride on somebody's heart. God's wanting to speak to somebody's heart. Stand with me all over this room. God's wanting to speak to a heart right now. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I, I feel your presence, God. There's a holy unction and the Holy Ghost in this room. God's wanting to speak to somebody today. Is it you? He's wanting to ride on your heart this morning. Life has been filled with uncomfortable situations. It goes from comfort to discomfort. It's Elam and the valley of sin. But God's wanting to get you to Sinai where he can commune with you and you with him. I'm going to open these altars right now. Somebody ought to be stepping out from where you are making your way to the front of this room because God's wanting to speak to your heart this morning. You may be feeling some pain and thorns right now, but this is just temporary. We're going after His glory. We're going after His glory. The church is not going back to Elam. The church is not going to stay in the valley of thorns. We're going to be victorious. The voice of God is going to thunder from Sinai. He's going to send 
his word. Come on, seek the face of God right now all over this room, maybe right where you are. Perhaps you don't want to even step out from where you are, but right where you are in that pew right now, why don't you just lift up your hands and turn that location where you are into your altar right now. Let's just seek the Lord right now all over this room. Lift up your voice. Let's just seek the Lord right now. Seek the Lord right now. Seek the Lord now. Oh, yes. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm not turning back now. I'm not turning back now. Come on, seek I'm the face of the Lord. Seek the face of the Lord. I'm not turning back now. These thorns are just temporary. It's just temporary. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait. trying to tell you is that as you walk through the valley and the night seems endless and the problem seems hopeless that when you begin to look up your eyes that there's a mountain top coming what you have to understand is that the power that he preached with today it's not a power and just simply that he read it in the word and that the Lord showed him but he's preached prophetically to the problem that he's going through I wish somebody felt that in the Holy Ghost right now. I said he's preached prophetically to the problem that he's going through. I know that there's people in this house today that the problem seems too big. 
that the need seems too great, that the trial seems like that it's gone on for too long, but can I tell you right now in this house that I speak in the authority of the Holy Ghost, that though the night seems endless and that the problem seems hopeless, that joy and peace and favor and victory is coming in the morning. I wish right now you'd lift up your hands and you'd lift up your voice. I don't care if it seems hopeless, how long it seems like it's been going on. If you would begin to lift up your voice and speak right now, that joy is coming, that victory is coming, that healing's coming. I wish you'd prophesy it. I wish you'd speak it in faith right now. Victory's coming up. Healing's coming up. Faith is coming up. Financial breakthrough. Come on, I'm not turning back. I'm not turning back now. I'm seems too great. Come on, I wish you'd lift up your hands and just sing it as a prayer. I'm not turning back. I'm not turning back now. I'm gonna wait on you. 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 I'm gonna wait on Come on, why don't you reach over and join with the neighbor? And I want you to pray in faith believing today. In the name of Jesus. I'm not turning back I'm not turning back now I'm not turning back now I'm gonna wait on you Jesus 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 I'm not turning back now I'm not turning back now I'm not turning I wonder if every hand would be lifted in the building. And I'm going to ask you to begin to speak freedom into this house today. Come on, would you begin to speak life into this sanctuary? Life into this church family? Life into this city? Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Speak it in faith today. The devil would love nothing more than for us to continue on in the path that we're going. But can I tell you that the path that we're headed to is not a path of desolation, but it's a path of victory. It's a path of praise. Come on, would you lift up your voice, CLC? I'm going to ask you to pray with fervency right now. There's an urgency in the Holy Ghost today. I wish that you would begin to speak it over your family, over your children. Uh, would you begin to speak it over Pastor and Sister Jordan today? I want you right now to just to begin to prophesy in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, uh, Lord, we speak healing virtue to flow into this house. Uh, God, I pray, Lord, that you rattle our families. Uh, I pray, God, that you rattle the church. Uh, I pray, God, that you shake us at the core today, God. Uh, Lord, I speak right now in the name of Jesus uh, that you would open our eyes to see through your eyes. Uh, God, that victory is just ahead. Uh, God, that a miracle is around the corner. Come on, CLC, would you pray it? Uh, would you speak it until you believe it? 
something this morning. I know that it's a Sunday morning and you're a little tired, uh, but could you just muster up a little bit of faith in the house uh, just to begin to say, I believe it. Uh, Lord, I believe your word. Uh, Lord, I believe your word uh, that you're not a man that you should lie. Come on, CLC. There's victory ahead. Uh, there's victory ahead. Uh, there's victory ahead. Uh, the greatest day is ahead of us. Uh, I said the greatest day is ahead of us. Uh, it's a season of new victory. Uh, a season of new vision. Uh, a season of new converts uh, that are going to come into the house. Uh, we're not defeated. Come on, we're not defeated. But there ought to be faith rising in the house. I want to challenge you. I know that tonight it's going to be a little different service. I know that it's our first Sunday night back. But why don't we come in here ready to receive from the Lord this evening? Oh, I should have got a bigger amen. I said let's come in expecting to receive of the Lord tonight. And I'm going to ask you through this week. There's something that's been trying to happen in the church, and you can feel it whenever you come into the house of God, that the Lord's trying to break us out of what this COVID-19 season has put us into. It's time for the church to wake up again. There needs to be a great awakening among us. We ought to be praying and fasting and believing that God would do greater things than he did before. As a matter of fact, what God is going to do, it's not going to be equal to what you lost, but it's going to be greater than anything that you've ever seen before. Come on, it's greater for your family, greater times for your family, greater times for the church. I'm going to pray a prayer of dismissal today. Would you lift up your hands and just lift up your voice? And I want you to ask the Lord just to let this word settle in your spirit today. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would let the seed that's been planted take root within us. I pray, God, that it would come to fruition in our home, that it would come to fruition in our spirit, that it would come to fruition in our minds and in our hearts today, Jesus. I pray, God, that you stir us. I pray, Lord, that you wake us up. God, don't let us be weary.